It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy holidays from Minky Couture. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. ITV's superior crime drama, Broadchurch, only has two episodes left. With the story of who killed Danny Latimer taking more twists and turns, Luke spoke to actor Joe Sims, who plays Nige, to get an inside view of working on the biggest drama of the year. When we last saw Nige, he was threatening a dog with a crossbow, but we can confirm no animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast. It's the Custard TV podcast. I'm Luke, runner of the website, thecustardtv.com. Joined as always by Matt. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, sir. How are we today, Luke? I've never called you sir before, but it felt right. It did, didn't it? Yeah, we're going to have to make some changes. And we are joined today by one of the stars of uh, one of my favourite shows, not just of this year, but I think of, of recent years, Mr. Joe Sims, a.k.a. Nige, from Broadchurch. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you both, sirs. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, it's uh, Tuesday as we record this, Joe. How many calls have you had from the RSPCA this morning? Um, yeah, I think I've lost my voiceover, uh, voiceover job with the RSPCA. I think I might just go and volunteer at Battersea Dogs just to let, let people know that I'm not a horrible man in real life. Maybe not you know, take your crossbow, though, when you get there. No, I'm going to leave the crossbow at home. Just take a handful of pedigree chum. <laughs> yes. Well, you should just carry that round with you anyway, like most people do. Well, absolutely. Um, but I am actually scared to... Uh, I, I need to get some milk for me cereal, but um, I'm a bit worried a- after the, uh, the the Twitter response yesterday uh, whether I might yeah. get lynched in the street. The thing is, Broadchurch is such a gritty programme. We've seen a lot of a lot of sort of dreadful things in it and yet my mum had her eyes covered over when you attempted to shoot a dog with a crossbow that was the most traumatic thing in it so far I, I wanted what? to cover my own eyes I mean I, I, I looking at that beautiful dog's face I was thinking how can I do it how can I do it such a gorgeous thing now what kind of dog was it I know you weren't expecting this this would be the, the way the interview would go but what breed was that dog because we're arguing whether it's a chocolate lab or a spaniel okay who said what I said chocolate lab, my mum said spaniel, and Matt has yet to wade in. Yeah, I don't know dogs, so... <laughs> be very pleased, Luke, that you can tell your mum she's bang wrong. It is a chocolate, da- uh, chocolate laboratory. <laughs> Thank you. That's so, my day sorted. Thank you very much. 
Is it Pauline Quirk's real life dog as well? It really is. And um, wow. and, and Bailey uh, is the dog's real name. And yeah. uh, he was spoiled to bits on the shoot. And I think that yeah. Pauline spoils him to bits at home as well. So he's a very, <laughs> very, very loved and uh, well cared for dog. No animals were harmed in the making of the church. Just people. <laughs> yeah, actually, I remember. Um, I remember Andrew uh, Buchan. He he took a bit of a tumble, um, and uh, he had to get the had to get the doctors out on him. So he was the only person that was harmed. The rest of us came through it um, emotionally scathed, but uh, physically, I wouldn't say perfect, but intact. And I spoke to Chris Chibnall uh, just as this was sort of all getting underway, and he did say, as has been confirmed a few times, that. The cast had no idea where this was going. You hadn't read the last episode. You didn't know who the killer was. What sort of a challenge was that for you as an actor to not know quite how to play this? Well, I think that the important thing uh, to remember, like you know, whenever you're acting, is you have to play your own hero, don't you? Um, so all the things that you do, you have your own reasoning for, and you're adamant that that reasoning is correct. Certainly, in terms of uh, um, the, the character that I play, uh, there might be things that this uh, this juncture people, you know, make me uh, make me think uh, a little less of Nige. But you know, I have to find it myself to, uh, to 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 play my own hero. And so, in as much as that's true, I thought it was fantastic. Uh, it gave us a lot of kind of creative license to, to to take it in directions that we wanted to. And I think that ultimately, uh, for a who done it, it means that every character is playing it so much more honestly um you know for, for example like the wonderful david tennant um you know didn't want to know um because you know when when he's interrogating people and when he's piecing things together you can actually see that he's really really doing it and i and, you know I, I just think that leads to such a um you know such, such a multi-layered and structured performance what did you actually know about the character when you first got the part uh, like you know, uh, we we all sat out and read through, and uh, the directors and producers, and and, and obviously Chris, um, like made themselves available to us. So um, we were told, we, like you know, we were we were given those kind of bare bones, and we you know knew vaguely in which direction the the, the story would go. But after we got the first few scripts, they were just mesmerising, and, uh, and 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 you know, when you read something that good, and it's very easy to put your faith in in, in people who are absolutely you know at the top of their game. Um, plus, looking at that fantastic cast as well, um, you just knew that for, for an actor uh, like, like myself, it was going to be the cheapest drama school ever. You just watch and learn. You mentioned earlier about the, the Twitter reaction you've got, and you seem to be one, an actor who embraces social media. What's it been like talking to fans, and, and have you read into any of the theories? Do, do you find it quite interesting to read feedback like that? Oh, I mean, there, there, there are some, there are some websites with some absolutely fantastic theories, and uh, you know, I, I mean, there, there seems like there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, fantastic writers in the world, and if they can put pen to paper, I think that they'd be unstoppable. Also, um, what, what Chris has come up with is, is nothing short of an exceptional piece of writing, and I'm very, very proud and privileged to have been involved. Um, but yeah, some, some of the, uh, so, some of the other theories that uh, uh, will be disproved in the, in the coming weeks, uh, were, were also very, very worthy of no so intriguing how did you get the part initially um well i mean you know just like anybody uh you know like uh, the you know my agent um you know put me up for it i was uh, I, I was i was called in i got to uh got to meet um james uh strong and uh like you know and, and we kind of talked and went over the lines a little bit um kelly and victor who were uh you know the the, the casting directors uh, for the piece uh, we all kind of sat down together and went through it a few times and it's just one of those jobs you don't want to appear desperate but you're like i just would 
die to do that job. It doesn't always work like that. You'd you kill know, a go... dog with a crossbow to get this job. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, and also, you, know, you start to sound like you know, like you know, uh, um, the, the tabloid press. What we've seen so far is um, is is that I hold a crossbow to a dog's person um mm. nothing nothing more has proved at this stage and so to uh um to to, to 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 think that something else may or may not have happened is just salacious gossip at this stage so be careful oh god <laughs> uh, uh, yeah things are yes that's a very good point you raised we don't know if knives killed the dog we don't He's know still... how was filming something like this and what was the most memorable part of filming in West Bay as well? And that question actually comes from the Broadchurch fan site. Well, I mean, firstly, I was very, very lucky because um, I had the privilege of working with David Tennant before, um, and you know, he's like you know, very, very friendly, very inclusive man, and was very keen to kind of get me involved and introduce me to people, which is, you know, just kind of lightens your load because when you're working with uh, heavyweights, both in terms of right and direction and performance, then uh, you know, it was very daunting for me, but. Um, you know, David was very kind enough to kind of put me immediately at ease, as as did the rest of the cast and crew. Um, but going to West Bay was absolutely sensational. I, I mean, I'd urge anybody um, who'd not been there uh, to, to to go. In fact, so much so, my mum and dad have um, have, have booked in uh, for a caravan this year, and they're going to be going away for a week. And I think I'll come down with them. We were, we, we, were, uh, we did a lot of fishing in the summertime where it was absolutely glorious. And we were fishing for mackerel off the beach um, with, uh, like, you know, with, the, uh, with the drivers and, uh, and, and, and the crew. We all just kind of pitched in, did it together. And Pauline Quirk, who is an exceptional chef, um, was, uh, would, would cook for us uh, from the caravan. So to watch the sun go down over those Jurassic cliffs is absolutely beautiful and uh, like I say um, fair play because everybody in Bridport and West Bay made us feel so so comfortable and I'm sure we probably caused a few traffic jams and made it a lot harder for people to get to work so uh, yeah we're very grateful to, uh, to, well, to now, now you've said that it makes me think if Channel 4 are listening Pauline Quirk's 15 minute meals could oh, be like, I would I would kill Pauline's cuisine again um, that might not be a good turn of phrase given uh, where it is at the moment, but um, yeah, but absolutely fantastic. Um, she she is a she's a chef beyond compare. Given that if you come to my house, it'd be an all toast restaurant, then uh, it'd be something nice. Can you tell us anything about what we can expect? We're 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 near the end, and I was literally, literally just buzzing from it last night. What can you tell us anything at all about? what's coming up without spoiling it for anyone including myself who's just obsessed oh, um, it, is a, it is a tricky one I mean it's fair to say that I, I, I don't know at this stage uh, it, you know what, what you've seen now um, at, at the time we didn't necessarily know uh, exactly in what direction it was going and, and I think a lot of the funds in the finding out I mean you know you, to, yeah. to, to get to this uh, to, to this stage and to see some fantastically you know layered um, and structured performances it would just seem like a, a, a shame to kind of give anything away and you know I, I, I'm, I'm loath to do that and that's the thing whenever you're whenever you're talking to people you're thinking there's certain things you just can't give away and yeah. Uh, yeah, my palms are sweating as I'm talking to you to make sure that I don't say anything that's going to uh, drop me in the you studio. had the full head of hair during at the start of the shoot didn't you <laughs> yeah, that was it love the box all the way down to be bummed but yeah no sadly uh, God's a cruel mistress and it's all gone now because us as the press now aren't even allowed to watch it in advance are we because no. 
they've sort of the last two episodes, so we're going to have to watch it like everyone else. So. We're going to have to watch it with the normals. I don't think that's right. There must there must be some rule against that. Well, I mean, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's right and just? I, I, I'm not enjoying Personally, I enjoy watching it with the family on a Monday at 9 o'clock and just enjoying it. So, personally, I'll, I'm happy to wait because I've got an awful poker face. I reckon I could develop broad church Tourette's and just... <laughs> I reckon that's what it is. That so, yeah, I'm more than happy to wait. Church Tourette's. Yes, um, it's a new phrase. Though, is is the, the beautiful thing about watching it, you know, because obviously... You know, I, I, I was I, I was involved the whole way through, and so I do know um, what what what's going to happen. Um, mm. But that hasn't in any way hampered my enjoyment of it. It feels to me a lot like um, when you watch uh, um, what's it called, uh, Usual Suspects, for the second, third, and fourth. Yeah. I remember Chris telling me, um, or telling all of us at the start, he was just like, the clues are all in there. And we were racking our brains, going through the script with minute detail to, to see if there was anything that kind of gave us a little bit of a clue. Or, and, and it's actually brilliant because now you're watching it, you're like, oh, oh. So, you know, I mean, buy the DVD because it is at, there's so much in there that when you look back, you'll be kicking yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god, send me the DVD now, Joe, as so I'll come oh, round and... I don't even have the DVD now, unfortunately, okay. no. I, I, I think I'll be behind you in the queue, but um, I okay. certainly can't wait to get my hands on it and watch it again. Those who want it, it will be out on Monday the 20th of May, so make sure that you uh, you go and get your copy of Broadchurch and watch it all again. Uh, how did you find the the darker elements of the story? Was that something that you, you were able just to turn turn on and off, or did it affect you in any way? I think the story certainly affects you. Um, you know, how, how could it not? It's you know a, a small community that's kind of torn apart, and and it, and it's, it's it's that kind of there's there's two things that really come across time and time again. It's that emptiness uh, and almost monotony of loss, mm-hmm. where you kind of sat there and you and you're desperate to, to 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 kind of drive on and find a find find the perpetrator or perpetrators of of this heinous crime. Um, but yeah, at the same time, you just watch this family who can do nothing. Like you know, you're, you're just hamstrung. Um, and you know, for, for a dad, I mean, I can I, I can only look at it from a dad's point of view. You know, it it, it it just it must be absolutely heartbreaking. I just think it's pitched so well and done so beautifully. We get we got told things as the story went on. Um, so it was quite often that when you were on set, you'd see the director or uh, like uh, either um, Eros or or James kind of call one person in the way uh, like out of the way for for a little chat, which means they were getting a kind of next instalment or, or something they really needed to know in order to uh, in, in order to, to to help their character along. Um, and you know that 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 was absolutely amazing. Um, like you know, so so when when you're getting that, you know, some of the things that you get told. You know, it, it does rattle you, and how can you not take it home? I mean, we're human beings at the end of the day, um, and when something you know so so horrible has happened, then it makes it effortless. It makes it so easy for you to to to, to play these roles. And you're getting amazing viewers for ITV. It's seven million, and to put that into perspective, I don't even know seven million people. Do you, do you feel like things have changed for you as far as your career is is concerned at this point, or is it too too early to say? 
I think it's too early to say. I mean, first and foremost, I just want everyone to carry on enjoying enjoying Broadchurch, if enjoying's the right word. Um, I, I think it's something that's really kind of tapped into something very special, like you know, the British people, um, and, and captured the public's imagination. And justifiably so, because all the casting crew, when we were working on it, sometimes you just get a feeling when you're doing something that you're involved in something that's going to be very special and be talked about for a very long time. Um, mm. and, 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 I, and I'm really pleased um, that, that the public have taken to Broadchurch as they have how's the t-shirt coming on matt yeah it's uh, still working on it as we speak uh, what we've been saying on the podcast quite a lot as well is it, it differs from a lot of crime dramas in that it focuses as much on the character as it does on the sort of who done it uh, sort of plot line would you say that would you say it's sort of different from a lot of different crime dramas i i think yeah what it does really is kind of like you know it really it really goes into like you know, into the family and it explores like you know the, the the psyche of a community um not you know not just the immediate family itself but the implications that has for the community at large and you know i i think again it's very very well observed in that direction like you know it like you know it, sometimes people aren't ready for it because it feels a lot more gentle and maybe a little bit more pedestrian because that really allows the characters to uh, like you know to, to, to emerge and, and I think that people really really feel strongly or or, or have a particular affinity with a, a different character in Broadchurch everyone approaches it from different angles um, is, is, that, is, that, is that feeling of like infighting um, and, and, and sort of finger pointing I suppose uh, when a, a solid community unravels which for me um, growing up in, in a very kind of similar community you know I, I can absolutely see that I put myself in the first person you think blimey if this was to happen somewhere where I lived um, or somewhere I used to live, then like you know, how, how would that happen? And you know, everybody, I, I think that everybody knows, um, you know, a, a, a knife. Everybody knows a mark. Um, everybody knows yeah. an ollie. And 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 you know, it makes it very very easy to relate. I have to say, if I knew a, if I knew a knife, I'd be sleeping with one eye open. Though, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously we know things about Nigel, but like you know, uh, you know, he's good with beef. Um, he can, like, you know, he's, a very, you know, he's a very kind of dedicated friend and, and family member. And you know, I, I remember unfortunately going going back, um, you know, a, a few years when you know the tub thumping sensationalism of, of, of like a witch hunt for paedophiles in Southampton mm. led to a paediatrician um, having sort of mm. stones thrown through his window and you know, getting dragged out onto the street and things like that. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was beautifully encapsulated with, uh, like, you know, the, the episode with um, the lovely David Bradley, um, who, who played Jack. Can you tell us something really funny and memorable that happened while you were on set that gives us an insight as to what it was like to work on something like this? It's not going to make me look good, because when we had the rap party, um, we had a bloopers reel. And um, I, I, and I was first one up, unfortunately. The episode that you know you saw yesterday, episode six, um, where David is having his dream and is urging us to get out of the water. So it's me, uh, Will, uh, Andy, and uh, Arthur uh, that are stood there, and we were meant to be actually in the water, but the waves were, were were so strong at the time that we were told that we were to to stand just outside the or or just have it licking our uh, licking our feet. Anyway, um, this massive wave came in from nowhere and absolutely covered us. So, you know, promptly I went shrieking 
like a bunch the beach, you know, waving my hands because I'm quite, you know, ungainly and a little bit talky uh, and screaming at the beach because I've been covered in water only to find out that the other three were real men and they just stood stock still and, uh, and laughed at me. <laughs> So I've got about 50 people at the beach because everywhere we went, there was loads and loads of people watching and yeah, just lots of people just pointing and laughing. And unfortunately, the director had to cut because it could have been a really, really good shot. But unfortunately, because I was uh, less than an alpha male on that day and they've never let me live it down. (laughs) Well, at least you haven't told anyone else about it. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. no, the secret's safe of us free, right? Yes, yeah, and everyone else that listens to the podcast. But I've, I've had it on good authority, they're decent people. Oh, good stuff. I'm very happy to find it so. What do you think you're up to next? Where do, where do you go uh, after Broadchurch? Have you got anything else coming up? I think as an actor, like you know, all all you want to do is is leave behind a body of work of which you can be justifiably proud of. Um, I feel like I've made massive strides uh, in in that direction because of Broadchurch, and you know, I I I'd be, I, I, you know, I'm I'm keen to kind of build on that. Um, you know, I, I was uh, the, the the idea of doing something um, of that magnitude again would uh, would excite me and thrill me greatly. Um, so you know that's something I'd be very much looking for. Uh, looking for, but uh, that's that's out of my hands currently. If people like it, then uh, then hopefully uh, the powers that be will get in touch with my agent, and uh, and there'll be some really really exciting projects coming ahead. Well, as you say, perhaps you'll pop up on Pauline Quirk's fifteen minute meals. Do you know what? If my next job is to be sampling her culinary delights, uh, that is a very very good job to have. I promise you. You could be the non hairy bikers. <laughs> and just not hairy bikers. That's yeah. true. I, I, I was um like you know um me and uh me and Matthew Gravel uh were saying like you know we're saying uh, he plays Joe Miller and we were saying that we potentially um look like uh, the Broadchurch Mitchell brothers. <laughs> yeah, because initially I did find it very hard to tell you apart. I would have to say, I have to admit, yeah. it took well, a couple yeah, of episodes. I'm sure he's less pleased. He's a very handsome chap, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you been looking at the the polls that um, the Radio Times and, and other publications are doing? It's become a bit. People have put bets on broadchair. Yeah. It's sort of unknown for a TV program. People are doing office polls and stuff as well. I've seen like uh, sweepstakes and things like that. Well, my sister-in-law sent me um, the Radio Times poll, and apparently, I've been the favourite for um, for the last two weeks. Yeah, it's um, gone. It's gone different now, though. I, uh, I think it's, it's gone to Joe Miller again now. Yeah, it's the other Mitchell brother that's in the frame now. I don't know what was wrong with the great British public. They, they've got something against bold people. I think. <laughs> We're flesh and blood like the rest of you. <laughs> I think, though, when a character becomes almost an obvious suspect, that they sort of think maybe they haven't done it. Would you agree with that? Like, because Nigel's become more of a obvious target in the, in the past couple of weeks. Because he's turned into a crossbow-toting crazy man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just sum it up briefly like that. I've got. Well, I've got. I've got to say, if I saw, if I saw a bloke just wandering around with a crossbow in my local village, I'd definitely stay out of his way and I'd put him higher on my list of uh, people to worry about. Um, yeah, you you so, almost yeah. sound anti-Nige in a way yeah, there. I, I wouldn't dream of being anti-Nige. I think he's a. I think he's a lovely chap, and um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 a he's a smashing boy who sometimes gets a little bit misguided, a little bit carried away. He's a bit hot headed, but uh, yeah, he's a bit a bit like the craze. They love their mum, and I think that goes a long way. Well, thank you ever so much for your time. I honestly think Broadchurch is one of the best TV dramas 
of the last five years. I think in the future we'll be saying about something, it was good, but it was no Broadchurch. I genuinely uh, think that. I, ho- I hope it brings good things to you. To be honest, it was uh, like it was a fantastic uh, group of people that were assembled, and uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's it, it's humbling to, to to see the public response. I'm I'm absolutely thrilled that people are enjoying it, and uh, you know, there, there's so much more fun, excitement, twists and turns in the last two episodes. I couldn't possibly oh. dream of uh, telling you where to begin, but. Yeah, I'm salivating cool. here at the thought of that. I just think it's fantastic. And I think there's room for Broadchurch 2, sort of Joe with a crossbow just taking people out willy-nilly. Not Joe, sorry, Nige. Yeah, uh, yeah I, 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 absolutely. I, I, if, if anyone wants to, uh, to, to make Broadchurch 2, then uh, <laughs> might, might make mine the first name on the team. <laughs> thank you so much. Have a great day, and thank you again. Uh, you can download this podcast from iTunes or from thecustardtv.com. Do not miss Broadchurch, the penultimate episode, episode 7 of 8, uh, this Monday uh, at 9 o'clock on ITV. Or if you're like me and you want to see it just a little bit crisper, it's on ITV HD as well. There you go. Broadchurch, 9 o'clock Monday. Don't miss it. Thank you ever so much, Joe. Broadchurch continues Mondays at 9pm on ITV. For all the latest TV news, reviews and interviews, check out the Custard TV. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.